Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, we're ready. And books are sexy. Death do us part. I'll love you with every piece of my heart. Hey, Amanda, do you want to pop the champagne? (laughs) I swear. You guys, it is a special day on Bubbles and Books. We're trying out some fancy Trader Joe's. It says it's from France, you guys. Be careful because it's been rolling around in my trunk. (laughs) Okay, so it says Trader Joe's France. It's a Blanc de Blanc. Again, France. Don't be confused. This may be Trader Joe's, but it is champagne. And it has been especially treated by rolling around in Rachel's trunk. Actually, I might be Give it a nice zhuzh. That sounds Um, sexual. It's made. (laughs) Give it a little zhuzh. It's made in France, but not Don't, in Champagne. You're that at my head. <laughs> and I would appreciate it if you would not. It's aim, just a aim, product of... Aim, aim. Okay. Oh, we got lucky. <laughs> you just kidding. too soon. Mm, it actually smells really know good. what we have not done for a while? Shambongs. Mm, they're at my house. Sorry. <laughs> we shambonged there. Well, bring them Actually, back. I washed them, and then I didn't bring them back. Uh-huh. So should we shampoo on Small Business Saturday? I mean, it, it seems like the right thing to do. I don't know. Kind of a bit mess, messy. Well, for people who are klutzy like you. I think I've only shampoo spilled one time, whereas Shambong the two spilled. of you have spilled a multitude of <laughs> Tommy times. Tommy is though. the queen of shampoo spilling. She's had the least luck. Grazie. Can I have your champagne glass? I suppose. So we are recording the day before Thanksgiving, and we are taking a Thanksgiving approach to our podcast today, even though you'll be listening to it on Giving Tuesday. It'll still no. be, yeah, it'll still be. Mm. On brand. Theme. On brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, you know, we would be assholes if we were only thankful one day of the year. Yeah, or we, one week of the year. I mean, we're only thankful today they get to listen to it later. Yeah. So. <laughs> what do you think of it? Mm, let's see. Trader Joe's. I really smell and taste the essence of Rachel's trunk. It's fruit forward. I don't know what it's it is. It's okay. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not great, but it's not bad. No. It'd be a good one to put with orange juice. Yeah, or to serve to people you don't really like. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Same so thing, right? If you ever go to Amanda's house <laughs> and I serve you Trader Joe's, yeah. she's like, meh. I brought out the good silverware Sorry. for you. <laughs> the domain Carneros, trust me, it's not good enough. This is really where it's at. I know. It's not bad for a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> All right. So, you know what we're drinking? What are we reading? It's kind of exciting because we're book buddies right now. It's not yeah. often we're reading the same thing at the same time. And yeah, it's always we, ha- we have it for a while mm-hmm. and we have been reading the same book, but you are more advanced into this book than I am. You're almost done. I'm right. about halfway through. Uh, we are reading Come and Get It by Kylie Reed. This is a January release. She wrote Such a Fun Age. Right. And did we both read Such a Fun Age? I have not actually okay. not read Such a Fun Age. It's like one of those book that, books that kind of lives on the TBR. Um, I know a lot about it. I know a lot of people who have read it. But Come and Get It has a really wonderful cover, first of all. Uh, and it just, the premise sounded interesting to us. And so we're both reading it. We're right. And just read. to give people um, kind of a little background, Kylie Reed was nominated as a, or long listed for the National Book Award uh, for this book. For uh, no, po- Booker, Booker Prize. Sorry. She was long listed for the 2020 Booker Prize for Such a Fun Age. Um, she has this very subtle and true way of examining racism in its very common and like in classism it, classism it, just, mm-hmm. it's a very uh observational book mm-hmm. filled with commentary but mm-hmm. it's also like just super accessible and readable and it's it's an enjoyable story to read um so it's about the 
I guess, entanglement. I don't right. know how, how you want to describe it. Um, between two characters. But there's also this whole cast of characters. There's a cast of characters. And they're yeah. at the University of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a professor. One of them is like a resident assistant. And then there's like a group of you know college students. Residents. Yes. yes. And um, yeah, I don't know. Kylie is so good at capturing character in the small utterances, exchanges with others, the cliche behaviors. She writes characters so well and so true. They are they are, they are people you know. They are people you have been. Yeah. So she's put together this professor who's written, been successful and written many books, has moved to Arkansas um, the uni- and taken a position at the University of Arkansas to write her next book. And she thinks at first it's going to be about people's perceptions about weddings so she's a nonfiction writer mm-hmm. and she writes about like mm-hmm. rights and rituals mm-hmm. and she's kind of like a caitlin doherty yeah and am she's, i saying that right i think so okay and she's like 38 mm-hmm. and she's on, she's on the heels of a breakup right like a, pre, like a, a, a bad breakup mm-hmm. and so she's she's newly arrived mm-hmm. and then the other primary character is millie who's like a second year ish senior she's the resident assistant and she's really determined and disciplined to like achieve the things she wants in life she has a really close relationship with her mother she works really hard in her job as a resident she like very much plays by the books but in this second senior year of hers she's kind of coming to like question whether the rules she's been playing by are worth it and in particular It's her interactions with a group of girls who share a suite and their problematic relationships with one another (laughs) that just kind of lead to some chaos. Yeah, it is. uh, It is exceptional. Yeah, it's really exciting. And like we said, we love the cover as what looks like a pig, but it's actually a razorback, which is a type of pig, I guess, with horns. Yeah, and it's the school. Yeah, mascot. mascot. Rachel, what are you reading? Rachel, you're joining us for this episode about gratefulness, gratitude. We're grateful for you. She's joining us because I said I'm going to work on this podcast about gratitude. And Rachel said to me, Ellen, I am so full of gratitude for your mentorship. I don't know if that's a thing that I said that I said. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know. I aspire to be just like you. Uh-huh. Right. I am quote gonna, for quote. quote. There's a recording Direct of that. Quote. Yikes, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, thanks for asking what I'm reading because I know you guys care so much. We care deeply. In fact, um, most nights we exchange at least a text wondering what you're reading. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know because you think about me all the time. Because you're so grateful for me. Non-stop. Well, I just started on audio yesterday, The Christmas Orphans Club by Becca Freeman. Oh, cute. Yeah. I wanted to know how that is. I have only been hearing good things. Like, it's been flying off of other bookstore shelves. It's been flying out of our bookstore. Katie has really, really loved it. Um, And I don't know. It's almost that, like, it's tis the season. So I was ready for something Christmassy. And I'm not far into it, but it's by... um, a woman who's a bookfluencer, like a bookstagrammer, and she's actually uh, worked with us for our new romance subscription. So we sent her something to be an influencer. So, oh my gosh, that's so cool! <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that that was the same thing. Because what's like, her name? Becca Freeman. Becca Freeman. Thank you, Becca. Yeah. So you're reading a book by her? Yeah, and we sell it a lot. But yeah, so it's uh, basically. Hannah and Finn, um, they call themselves Christmas orphans because they don't have like a family to go back to for Christmas or for whatever reason they don't want to be with their family. And it's kind of just like an eclectic collection of people in their little friend group. So far as what it seems, I'm not far into it. I also don't really always read what I, the book I'm reading is about. So I'm kind of like unsure what going I'm going in. into. I so have a prediction really though. Good. Yes. I predict that Hannah and Finn will bone. You know what? I don't think so because he's gay. Oh. Oh, wow. That's a plot twist. <laughs> yeah. So I, the, I don't know. For the romance. So then who falls in love with who? Well, I don't know yet because it started off right off the bat like that it's Christmas present day and all the friends are going in their own direction and her best friend Finn, like she just got back as her best friend because they lost a year of friendships. Something dramatic happened. <gasps> 
But then it goes straight back to 2008 and she's trying to download music from LimeWire and it's taken four fucking ever. They're totally like, been there. Do you think? Because I don't know. It feels like it's setting up for a boning. But let's just say that Hannah and Finn will bone, but they might not bone each other. Is that a fair prediction? I think so. No. I mean, because for their sake, you know, they're orphaned on Christmas. They should at least get a good boning. There was already some, like, you know, woke up in bed with a stranger. And he was a beautiful stranger, and they kind of collect him into the Christmas Orphans group. Oh. So it's like, it, so it started two thousand eight. I think the second one was like Christmas twenty sixteen, and then it was like, so it's like eight Christmases or something like that. Oh, and cute. so it's like doing it's it. It's not chunks. a one off. Yeah, and I actually have the physical book mm-hmm. of it at home too, so I want to like look kind of through it to see how it's like separating out. Mm. But that yeah. sounds cute. I am very happy so far, and I'll probably have it finished. Those soon. those holiday romances are get quite popular. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're perfect. Like, I like a cozy book. I am also reading, in the theme of what you're talking about, Love Light Farms. Oh, how is that? Well, the premise, what is it called when it's like someone you've been best friends with forever and then you both have friends to lovers? Friends to lovers. Yeah. But like one person has had unrequited love. Oh, she's like he's been she's been longing. She she's been longing. Or pining. Pining. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a situation where these people have been adult best friends. One it's told from the girl's perspective in that she has had well, like intent she knows she, she really likes him, but just doesn't think he wants to cross that line. But now she's in a situation where she owns a Christmas tree farm. Oh, that yeah, it's very hallmark, and it's in financial trouble. Mm -hmm. She kind of didn't know the financial situation of the farm when she bought it. She kind of got a little screwed by the previous owner. That's just also kind of stupid. Yeah, she definitely had a moment where she made a bad choice. (laughs) So now she don't buy Christmas tree farms without doing your research. Right, she's trying to keep the hallmark vision alive, but in order to do so, she has applied. To have this social media influencer visit her farm for like a week mm-hmm. and feature it. And this person comes with a lot of attention. So it would be very good for business and they would be very much more on the radar. And they're outside New York City. How far are you into it? Uh, 20%. Okay. So, and, so do you think it's going to be like spicy romance? Uh, well, or? I hope so. Okay. Um, Otherwise, why am I reading it? But um, <laughs> so <laughs> but when she applied. love story. When she applied, she sold it as she and her boyfriend run it together because it was more hallmarky that way. And she won. Does so the girl's coming. No. So she has to bring <gasps> her best friend oh, into it. I but love a fake dating trope. It is a fake dating but they also you can both you can tell both of them have kind of an emotional like uh, there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. They both see their friendship as something more and they're challenged by this situation in which they have to fake date, but maybe that's disrespectful to their true feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's where I am. I don't know what's gonna happen. They haven't had I'm to perform yet. On the edge of my seat. I, I know. want to read it. I know. Ellen, are you gonna read a Christmas romance? Uh, my prediction about your book is that. They go. They're gonna bone. <laughs> um, maybe bang, I maybe bang, I will. Maybe bang, I will. Bang. I actually have a couple books that I really am hoping to read soon. One is The Covenant of Water. Mm, that's not a Christmas romance. <laughs> no, no, no that, you've been talking about that for it's a not while. A, it's not a Christmas romance, but it's one I've wanted to read. It's kind of a bigger book. And I just feel from the conversations I've had with people that it's the type of book that would that very much like I would love. It's very rich, I've heard. It's very meaningful. You won't regret reading it. You just have to have the space in your brain and the time in your life to go after right. it. Right. And I think I'm there. And then I also um, would like to read The Bee Sting. Which, oh, yeah. Which it's is, got a good cover. I, I don't know anything about it. shortlisted for the Booker Prize. Oh, yeah. What's The uh, Bee Sting? It's oh, is by that white? Paul, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I think Paul Murray or Paul Murphy. Anyway, um, I was reading like reviews the other week of just of books and that one came up a couple times and I was like, okay, I might try that. Um, do you have any memories of being stung by a bee? Cause I do. Yeah. <clears throat> I got stung on my butt once. Oh my God. Just said <laughs> a, swimsuit. a TikTok reel one time of dogs that decided to eat a bee or uh. like got stung and their four little faces. It's so horrible, but so funny. I have been stung by a bee several times. 
The yeah, worst was I got stung by a wasp mm-hmm. on my eyelid. Mm-hmm. That sounds bad. And Ugh. my eye was swollen shut for a couple days. Yeah. I yeah. hope you took pictures. <laughs> I think there are some pictures. And, you know, he's probably not listening to this podcast, but if you remember Andrew Gleason, yeah. <laughs> it was his fault. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> he's a guy we went to high school with. He's a friend of ours. Uh, but yeah, 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 Andrew. Fucking Andrew. Um, so, and he, and he knows. He knows it was his fault. I'm pretty sure. Let's call out other people. I have lead <laughs> in, this is- in my wrist. That is there from when Michael Nassif shoved his uh, mechanical pencil. Oh, my he's a, God. He's a doctor You know now, what? We so. should do a little class of 2001 yeah. roll call for oh, the shit you yeah, did. No. <laughs> I have a scar Actually, on my eye because the recess bell was like an actual old metal bell that was like 80 years old and it was my turn to read it or ring it. But Christina wanted to read it, too. So I was like, OK, we can do it together. But she was pissed because it was my turn, but she wanted to do it. So she went whack and smoked me in the face you with it. You know what? Christina. Fuck you, Christina. <laughs> I Gosh, darn it. Let it be known that your choices I won't do have, anything nice at six years your, old again. Your actions have consequences, um, Christina. On that lovely note, we should probably cr- <laughs> transition <laughs> to gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> so grateful you smacked me in the face, Christina. That's a phrase I'm going to use with my kids now. Let's transition to gratitude. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about gratitude because Thanksgiving is problematic, but it's called Thanksgiving and it's a time to give thanks. And you know what? We can all agree that it's okay to spend a day giving thanks. You should also do it every day. It's best practices for mental health. But if we got to have a holiday... Let's talk about what we're grateful for. We're grateful for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're great. We're grateful. We're grateful. Grateful that Cooper religiously follows this podcast. Hey, Cooper. What's up, Cooper? You may not be able to figure out how to comment on Google Podcasts, <laughs> but we got your text. So, and he might have figured it out already. He texted you about yeah. it. Oh, that's adorable. Um, Cooper is a former bookseller and he listens. So we're grateful to all of our listeners on this podcast who don't mind us talking and nonsense. We're over grateful champagne. to our all of our current and former staff because mm-hmm. we have other people who have moved on from the bookstore that mm-hmm. we get to keep in touch with. And it's very cool that we still get to keep in touch with them. Yeah. And if you don't keep in touch, then we're really pissed off. Like, Peter, <laughs> where did you go? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what you're doing in the world, but we haven't seen Peru writing your book. Hide her hair of you. So, Peter, if you're listening, we need an update. We know you're doing great things, but you should have kept in touch. Um, But yeah, our staff, I'm grateful for. Like we talk about introverts and how it's like hard to make an effort in social settings but like I don't have to make friends because I have our our booksellers they're my friends and my family and they make my life really rich and it makes me feel connected connection is such an important thing for mental health people who don't have connections and are lonely you know they suffer and I love our booksellers so much. They're my favorite people in the whole world. And they also just each bring their own, yeah. you know, special thing to our store. Right. So beyond my selfish enjoyment of having friends, I hope you're my friends, um, <laughs> we get the benefit to our community and the relationships they build with people, the people they know by name who listen to their recommendations. It's so cool. Yeah. And, you know, like we, I, you know, sometimes talk to other business owners, you know, on the interwebs and stuff and. I just feel like we are really, really fortunate to have the quality of staff that we have. They are not duds. I, I, I think that we are like an anomaly in that. I don't know. There's one um, named Ellen that could be a bit of a problem, but. <laughs> well, what can we do about it? You have to. I would say go to HR, but I know she's, she's HR. HR. Take me as I am. We all you take each harlot. Other. Yeah. Okay, that's a rent song, but also okay. my daughter keeps calling me a harlot. I don't know why. And you're like, thank you. Did she like read? I don't know, but she's like, you harlot, harlot and I'm like, you skank. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband's like, you probably shouldn't call our 14 year old a skank. And I'm like, she thinks it's funny. <laughs> um, I got one of those cool um, pencil 
holder vase book looking thing so Rachel has one. Oh my god is it the one that the girls who don't, don't read bears gigs yes. I want that so bad no. Wait, I got what? it yeah girls who don't read books are skanks it's like a um 19 it's like a little book book shaped um, it's like your cat one oh vase or, yes, or yes, a pencil yes, holder I, I have had my eye on that isn't that no, a real don't. book though I'm pretty no, sure no I so I want that and then the other link I sent to Tyler for what I want for Christmas Aww. is a sweatshirt that says, due to not wanting to, I will not be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both of those things are very true. So we should um, pause and tell our, our listeners um, that we are having a staff party in a couple months mm-hmm. and there's going to be karaoke. And I have been choosing some songs to do for the karaoke, but they should totally um, give us their suggestions. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I have What's, like two songs I can me? sing. Nothing. Weren't you going to show me a picture? No. I posted a picture. I needed the song. No, to show me what you posted. <laughs> well, it's already posted. You are such a skank. <laughs> womp womp. I can't Aren't you so me. grateful for me being on top of our social media? Um, I no. am grateful not only for our staff, but obviously it's a cliche, but our customers, but in this like deeper way in that speaking of not having friends and getting friends through the bookstore, um, the customers who have become my friends, people I had, I didn't even know prior to opening the store, but because they love books as much as I do and they love our store as much as I do, they come into the store and now there are people I know and I look forward to seeing and I greet them by name and we talk about bookish things, which is all I want to do anyways. Like, isn't it weird when you get in a social setting or a family gathering and like you want to talk about book stuff, but like there's no one to do it with. And you realize like if you start talking book stuff, someone's going to be annoyed. It's not the case with our customers. Yeah, That's why I created a bookstagram because I didn't have those people. Mm -hmm. And now I found those people. I Mm -hmm. Yeah. So something we're thankful for is our regular customers. Some Mm -hmm. of them we've gotten to know, you know, really well. We know them by name. We know what they like to read. Um, And those have been like really rewarding relationships. I'm really grateful that a customer will just kind of let us rant on a book. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I get, I'll be asked, okay, I need a recommendation. And it's like instant blank, but then suddenly you have so many. Mm -hmm. So next thing you know, they have a stack of like 10 books and they're like, I can't buy all these books. So you have to like reassure them. It's okay. I understand. I'm just like really, really excited about it. And they just take it all in. I know. Like I will take pictures of these books. I'll Uh put it on my Goodreads. And I'm like, that is more than enough. And I think it's happy. And if they Mm -hmm. walk out with one recommendation, I love that. Yeah. And you know, we're just really grateful for, you know, we have a number of of people in this community who have supported our bookstore in a really intentional way. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful to those people. Right. That's people awesome. who are constantly ordering in books mm-hmm. and kind of just show and up have, for And have always, like, even from the very beginning, you know, like when we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, have shown us grace, you know, yeah. when we fuck up an order or something, yeah. you know, like the they just always. support is incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and we we felt like Ames would support us, but I think that we were both uh, surprised at the level, and it has far exceeded, I think, both of our expectations. A hundred percent. When people talk to us, just as we reached out to other booksellers, when they reach out to us, interested in doing the same thing we've done in their community... I just reflect and I do say we are so lucky that we wanted to do this in a community who could support it because we a person could move to a town that needs an indie bookstore and start one. But there's something different about having been born and raised here and having so many roots and so many connections that we get the privilege of doing it. And this community has all the right ingredients to allow us to do this really special thing. Yeah, I'm that's like stars aligning. Found my four-leaf clover, special yeah. wink, wink from <laughs> wink, the beyond, wink. you know. Yeah. No, we're really we, lucky. We, we're super lucky. Um, we're also grateful that Julia Langbein is our best friend now. Yeah, officially. Um, Julia, you did agree, I feel. Yeah, she um, did. I think that we have an oral contract. <laughs> oral, oral. Oral contract. Verbal. I mean. It, okay. In my- oral, oral uh-huh. is the actual term. Okay. Is it? Though? It feels I'm like I'm marrying oral. I'm Which she would appreciate. Married. Her next oh, book's going to so be very. An oral a, contract. 
contract. I'm a lawyer by marriage. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Listen, I am a barrister by marriage. <laughs> I know everything about the law. Verbal and- agreements can also be called oral contracts. Well, mm-hmm. Don't say oral contracts. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, the important thing is there, Julia agreed to be our it, best friend, and she's the funniest fucking person we yes. know. Yes, and Episode there is a difference. soon. There is yeah. a difference between oral contracts and oral contact. Ew. <laughs> okay. Speaking <laughs> of God. people who are our best friends, this is a stretch, but we know. That Barbara Kingsolver knows dog-eared books exist. We're like best friends adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Did you see she sent a letter? She even. sent us a really lovely letter thanking all yeah. of you wonderful Demon Copperhead readers and supporters of the store for participating in her competition. You should post that. And she did. She left us a lovely message um, on our social media. Yeah, she DM'd us. She, like, she oh, slid shit. into our DMs and... That helped my aching heart. Yeah. I don't know. My heart still aches. It's nice to know, like, there's something about being seen and people know you exist that feels really special. Yes. And she is, like, I mean, it was a fun competition and I'm really proud of how we did and I'm really grateful for the way that our community just, like, rallied for us on it. But she's just, I'm thankful for her writing. I think there's something truly magical and different about the way she tells stories she is one of the greatest living she's, she's American a treasure authors. yes yeah. she is and we're really proud. national treasure a national treasure. you're a national treasure barbara um babs so really exciting in that holiday shopping takes off as soon as november hits it will get really crazy by the time this podcast airs but one of my favorite things about the holiday season besides turning on the christmas music which never gets old for me it does for others i love see a christmas by the way i'm grateful for see a christmas hansen has a wonderful christmas okay you can put that on the playlist i like sia she's so good she says puppies aren't just for christmas you guys if you're thinking of getting your kids a dog for christmas it's a bad idea okay taking puppies outside to go potty in December and January sucks ass. And anyway, that's Thank my you for the pragmatic approach. Public service announcement. Puppies aren't just for Christmas via SIA. Would be during the holiday season. People take our book recommendations. It's so they much fun. Do. It's really fun because like most of the, it's fun the rest of the year too. Because mm-hmm. when you give someone a recommendation, most of the year people are shopping for themselves. But at Christmas... They're shopping for other people and they're really eager to just like accept your expertise. Mm-hmm. So someone will be like, I'm looking for a book for my dad. I'm like, okay, well, like what kind of stuff does he like to read? And they'll tell me, I'll be like, how about this one? They're like, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so great. It's like, I am a hand selling genius. <laughs> yeah. I also love how many children's books yes. get purchased during the holidays. It is high season for handing out the best picture books that I've seen come across since we've opened. And that makes me feel good. Kids across the world are getting picture books for Christmas instead of plastic junk. And you don't want to pick out a book? Sign them up for the puppy pack. We'll mail them their picture books. Yeah, plug. I know we got listeners all over the world and the country. You should sign up for a puppy pack subscription or a ferocious reader subscription. Send the best picture books and middle grade chapter books. We also have, as you know, romance and adult fiction. But especially for kids, Nobody wants to load a house up with more plastic, more squishies, more slime, more junk, more Barbies. Like my kid's room is a disaster. We need things that are practical and will enrich their lives and keep them entertained and grow their minds and hearts. So you can do that with us with one of our many subscriptions. Check it out. All right. What else are we grateful for? Um, I am really thankful that books are a socially acceptable way of being lazy. I like them as a socially acceptable way of being antisocial. True. Like, like the, there's a good crossover there. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't feel like if I spent all day on my day off watching TV, I'd feel gross afterwards. I'd be mm-hmm. like, man, I fucking suck. But if I spent all day reading, I would be like, I am such a cool person. Yeah. I mean, everyone <laughs> thinks that's a worthwhile way of spending it's your time. It's a worthwhile time. endeavor. Yeah. I agree. But you know what? Both activities can take place on the couch, Mm -hmm. in the bed. Oh, yes. (laughs) Feels so good. With a drink in hand. Yeah. 
Um, with a little nap in between. Of course. I just like taking my book everywhere. And when the world is annoying, I can just look at my book and it looks like I'm very like important <laughs> and doing important things and not ignoring people. See, I wish I could do that because I, if it was with my family, cool. But other people, when you're with like other Agreed. people, they'll think you're an asshole. Yeah. I, I do bring, I will bring a book to like my parents' house if we have like a, mm-hmm. having like an all day gathering or something. Yeah. I read at my parents' house and they don't mind, but yeah. What I would challenge people in the world to consider, and I've tried to practice this in my reading life for a long time, it is socially acceptable to be at someone's family gathering and pull out your phone and scroll to a degree. People are always scrolling on their phones. It's slightly rude. It's so rude, but we we observe it and think it's normal. But if I pulled out my phone and read for five minutes, my book and read for five minutes, you know what we need to do more? This is where digital reading copies come into play so oh, but i don't like reading i know i don't we are not grateful for digital reading i copies. like i mean derps. some people are and i think that's a great accessibility thing but i just personally can't do it my eyes are i can't i wouldn't be able to do it on my phone but i read on an e-reader i think it's worth having a digital book on your phone or e-reader is it, but phone, but especially, especially your phone in an app, because when people will accept you scrolling on their phone, you're not scrolling. You're tapping or swiping page to page. And people think you're just scrolling social media and everyone you know, accepts that. Maybe I'll give it a second go because yeah. we did just get new classes and they have the blue light filtering. Yeah. So okay. That'll mm-hmm. help with the- For me, the key cool. is raising my phone up so that I'm not tipping my head down yeah okay shoulders back so let's all practice that at thanksgiving this week <laughs> get out your phone and oh. act like you're just being a regular douchebag looking at social media but you're we're being actually, a socially acceptable douchebag we're just so reading instead i am very thankful for all the different formats in which books are accessible because sometimes i'll just yeah. secretly stick in a headphone because mine are like point. neutral colors nobody a lot of times people have no idea i have no idea you're wearing your headphones but also just like, Generally speaking, that is a good point. Mm -hmm. That people can consume literature in lots of different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. it'll be awesome when bookshop.org has their digital format available. Yes, we can't wait for bookshop.org, which supports indie bookstores, to come out with their own e-reader and um, e-book platform. We will have that all over our social media the second it happens. We're so excited because, you know, people like my mom want to bump it up to like two-inch font. My parents do. And I am grateful to bookshop.org for taking on this work on be- on behalf of indie bookstores. Yep, love them. Okay, we're grateful for other indies. Oh we my god. You know, we are we are infinitely grateful. We're for the help that they've given us, yep. but also like just the camaraderie yeah. and the feeling that like we're kind of doing this crazy thing together. Like mm-hmm. we this idea of starting a bookstore in the world of Amazon mm-hmm. is you know, how many how many times when before we opened our store were people like, oh, what? Yeah, good luck. What are you doing? I mean, yeah. yeah. And people so, will still it, ask, it, 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 are you doing okay? All the time people will be like, are you guys making a profit? <laughs> weird we're question. fine. It's a weird question to People ask. love you know, books. People do that for a lot of small businesses. No, I know. I know. Jobs, and it's just like a weird nosiness in my mind. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah. we're just fine and dandy. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're doing well. But like... um, to know that other people sort of have a similar vision and mm-hmm. philosophy and are trying mm-hmm. to do the same thing in their communities. And we can problem solve together. Yep. We can fight together for causes that we believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, we're stronger in numbers. And also just the joy of walking into someone else's bookstore mm-hmm. for the opportunity to explore. We've talked about this as booksellers. If you've worked at our song store long enough or we've owned it long enough, there isn't a lot of opportunity to discover something anymore. We've seen all the catalogs. We've reviewed every single book that's coming out. But every once in a while, something slips uh, under the radar and someone at another bookstore has read it and held it up as exceptional. And so when you go into their store and you see a shelf talker on it or see it displayed specially, it's an opportunity for discovery. I was so grateful that when I went to Elliott Bay Bookstore in February of this year, I was able to see the entire Kevin Wilson collection. Yeah. And I discovered Perfect Little Family. And it was a delight. Like, it was so great. I was so happy to have that. And you discovered Patricia Wants to Cuddle in Seattle. <laughs> I did. Um, and, you know, like, we are in a Facebook 
Facebook group of indie booksellers. And one of the things that happens often in that group is someone will be like, oh, I have a customer and they're looking for this, you know, they're shopping for this person. Like, do you have any suggestions? And it's like very much a collaborative, like, you know, willingness to help and share expertise. Um, Also, like just even in Iowa, like when we were going through the Rebecca Yaros Iron Flame shit, there were Mm -hmm. other bookstores in Iowa that we did trades with and that yeah, offered uh-huh. to give us their stock. I need to say how which, grateful I am for Dungeons Gate with that one. Yeah. And, and, and so it's just like, it's really cool to have colleagues that, um, that we can share this journey with. Um, okay. On our list, we can bring you in on this, Rachel. We love UPS. We oh. have, okay. So we have <laughs> had great, so we get like, you know, 40, 50 boxes of books, heavy as fuck, delivered every day. And we have really cool UPS guys. Right now we have Derek, and who I know listens to the podcast. Hi, Derek. Derek is the nicest guy ever. He's so good at his job. He's yeah. just really reliable. He buys books for his kids all the time. I yep. love him. And then our previous one, uh, Shane. Shane Shane actually came to the bookstore oh last God, weekend. With wife. They have like a giant stack of books. With wife and kids. And they, they bought a books. ton of books. And they're just like... We really value that everyday relationship we have with UPS. Yeah, because um, they then, help you us know, solve problems. Also, UPS is marrying into the dog-eared family because yeah. Rachel is probably going to marry the UPS guy. Yeah, Not Derek, another I've UPS got, guy. I've yet to get that ring, so we'll see if Jordan. Happens. Christmas. Jordan. Okay, so we're grateful for UPS for many reasons, but especially because they get the good the books to us and they make it look easy because we hate moving those boxes once they're in the store. I'm like, you feel like it's special punishment, but yeah. they make it look easy. They're sexy. We are also thankful for our Main Street neighbor, Great Plains. Oh, yeah. Note, owned by Joan Sherwood, who is a classmate of ours, a friend of ours. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful person. And they sell slices at lunchtime mm-hmm. and probably once or twice a week they bring over their like leftover slices at the end of the day for our booksellers and we will share them with our customers mm-hmm. and it's just we ha- just have a lovely relationship with them mm-hmm. and they make the best fucking pizza in Iowa. Yeah, they actually are Iowa's best pizza. They yeah. were in a they were nominated for it. They were awarded and named it. Yeah, and it's a very unique kind of pizza. You mm-hmm. have not tasted pizza like Great Plains pizza. They taught me the importance of honey. As a condiment for pizza. Exactly. So valuable. Life changing. So valuable. Okay, so we're going to turn a but corner. Pause yeah. real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm just grateful for a lot of our neighbors in general on Main Street yeah. because we yeah. get supported um, quite frequently by other business owners and other employees of other businesses up and down. So it's yeah, nice that's to great. have that shopping community yeah, all We're around. proud cool. of the ingenuity and the dedication of our other Main Street businesses, mm-hmm. people who have been doing this for decades, half and a century, a century. We get a lot of support on social media from fellow mm-hmm. businesses. Mm-hmm. And I run that and I see it and I really appreciate it. It's super thoughtful. Like Back Alley Plants and, um, and Identity Salon, they do an amazing job of really uplifting fellow um, business businesses yeah, we are we have an awesome downtown district i i feel like we have good relationships with so many of the businesses down here and they're mm-hmm. all doing really cool things that make the attraction of coming down mm-hmm. down to ames mm-hmm. worth it like because there are so many cool things yeah. happening downtown yeah um and it's a very collaborative community mm-hmm. i feel like we're supportive of each other we send you know people send customers our way we send customers their mm-hmm. way and it's just a really neat um type of relationship mm-hmm. all right we're turning the corner now from okay, now. business <clears throat> and pleasure. books well, to pleasure ew, don't say it like that <laughs> i am really thankful for those um butter cookies with the chocolate on top of them at aldi okay okay they're in the cookie aisle they're so fucking good it's like a butter cookie with a chocolate bar on top of it oh you know what i'm gonna bring you a butter cookie that i'm making tonight actually but i'll bring it are on you gonna Friday. put a chocolate bar on top of it nope it's called a snowball cookie. Oh, I love snowball cookies. And it's like a Madrid specialty. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll eat it. We would always get them on Friday pizza day. So you get your little <laughs> rectangle slice of pizza, and your snowball cookie, and your pears. It's like the best combination. Okay. But it's I- I'm here for it. With I'm butter. here for it. And it's not even like a cooked butter. But those Aldi cookies, butter. you guys. You guys. <laughs> you, gotta <laughs> you gotta try them. What else are we grateful for? Jammies. I really have a hard and fast, like, core value. Like, if I have, like, five core values, this is one of them. Okay. (laughs) 
if one is home, yes, one should be in their pajamas. Sure. Wait, do you have like designated jammies, or do you just get into whatever comfy clothes you can get into? I uh, both. Mm-hmm. I will sleep in like actual clothes that are marketed as pajamas, <laughs> and I will also sleep in like sweatpants and a t-shirt see mm-hmm. i hate sleeping in pants so i always have to be in like a bike short and so i can mm. never i will often sleep in my un- like. in my mm-hmm. underwear but like when i'm at home you know like once i get home from work even before i talk to my kids like hold on yeah I'm in mommy's gotta short. take off her bra and mommy's <laughs> gotta put on, put on stretchy pants and t-shirt and then we're ready to go yeah i tell the cats the same thing <laughs> you know um, and it's really annoying when someone knocks on your door and you're not expecting them. And it's like, I don't have a bra on. And like, this why are you ringing my doorbell? I don't even Stop want a doorbell. It. Stop it. I am really grateful for, and this is really specific. It's sort of a kind of pat on the back to our fellow local businesses. The caffeine provisions for having seasonal fresh food available for takeout and an easy order ahead system. Because when life just sucks And I need, I mean, and this would apply to all takeout food. Like when life just sucks and you can solve it by picking up really good food that you just enjoy eating. I love takeout food. I love food. I love food. And the cafe mac and cheese is amazing. I'm really glad for beds. Oh, God. Um, Because if I lived in the era in which you had a sack stuffed with straw... I would not love sleeping as much as I do. Plus, I would have horrible allergies and asthma. We're trying to um, furnish our house now that we've been there for years. So you're looking into straw-based furniture. No, no, no. But my husband accuses me of only liking furniture that is essentially a bed. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, i guilty and I don't apologize. Why Why wouldn't I want furniture that's like a bed? I'm grateful for Teskey, who is my realtor and helped me get a house. Yes, that was a big thing for you this year, which you you have not invited us yet and made us. You've been there. I've been in your driveway. Me too. (laughs) I went in the house. Um, Okay, so Rachel's going to invite us over soon. Yeah. And she's going to make us a cheese board and serve us. You know what? I tried to get you guys to do a podcast episode there one time. No, podcast episode next time at your house with a cheese board. And we'll pop, we have to do catalog. And you know how we like to do catalog oh, offsite? Because be Hachette likes to be just off season. We could get sushi for lunch too, because there's a good sushi place like down the street from me. Okay, okay. Okay. And we could pop into Are our friends good? at Dungeons Gate. Yes. Yeah, I live and tell them thank across you. the street from them. Okay. It's a date. Plans. Huh? Um, we are also grateful for Bachelor Nation, also known as Batch <laughs> yep, Nation. Yep. yep, yep. And, and Real Housewives, though all of them, all of the housewives I'm grateful okay, for. But we're focusing on Batch Nation, Rachel. I okay. would like well, to divert to something TV. more highbrow, oh, you're which so is bougie. the morning <laughs> show. I'm thankful for the people who introduced me to it, and I'm thankful for it, and that I had three seasons to binge watch in a row. What's the show you watch in HBO? Because Austin couldn't remember why you guys had to pay for HBO. <laughs> we were talking about it today. Uh, I was like, do you have HBO Max? Because there's this crazy cold yeah. documentary you have to watch. And he was like, well, I know we have it, but I don't know. <laughs> you didn't remember what show you got it This is on Apple TV. Yeah. And there are other things. I mean, I am so grateful mm-hmm. for people who are TV show influencers. I mean, Robinson, one of our friends from Book Club, is really good at introducing me to TV shows that are intellectually stimulating, like mm-hmm. the books I like to read. I need the garbage so shit when it comes my, to TV. I mostly watch garbage shit and I will own that. But my favorite show I've watched this year and I did like binge watch the three seasons was The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. One of my favorite shows got canceled. That was a bummer. It was like the How I Met Your Mother spinoff. So it was How I Met Your Father. I thought it was funny. Apparently the general public did not. I am watching Love Has Won the Cult of Mother God. You guys. Is That's it, an episode for is another it, day. Is, is it, it an episode O-N-E? For we O-N-E, will, love has one O-N-E no, or W-O-N? W-O-N. And it, th- we should definitely talk cults on another episode, but I will say this. Ooh, we could call, talk cult books. I know some good cult yeah, books. Yeah, and well, you know, we should have Bailey on because she likes to watch cryptid documentaries, and I think that these are aligned in some ways. You know what? Maybe I can get Amanda Montel on because she wrote a whole oh book Oh my God, yes. But I we have watched try. all the cult. Hey, Amanda. I've watched all the cult documentaries, and this is the, this is the best one I've watched, but I will say that it is uh, the first scene of this uh, documentary is very disturbing. 
but the dot but the show itself is really really well done okay on and another it's note fucking nuts I was trying to explain it at dinner, and my daughter was like, I'm going to watch that. And my husband's like, no, you're not. I was like, listen, this chick turned blue. She was drinking silver, and she believed that um, she had this council of advisors called the Galactics that was led by the spirit the of, Robin, of Robin Williams. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. All right. Let's move on. What else are we thankful for? I'm, I'm really, thankful I'm not in a cult. Go on. I'm really grateful. Says the woman who wants to start her own cult. <laughs> at That's the book club, at the bookstore. Um, I'm really grateful for dogs and dog people. And I can tell when you're a dog person or not a dog person. So. Am I a dog person? I don't know. You have dogs. I have dogs. And I'm grateful for that. So you're an honorary dog person. <laughs> That's a nice. You're a dog person. No, you're not a dog person. Uh, no, there is a gray area, and you I'm live an in animal it. Animal person. Because you know what is really important. There are people whose kids need dogs, and there are moms who are either willing to make that happen or not willing to make that happen. I like dogs, but I like my own dogs. Like, yeah, I don't. I'm not like a general dog enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Particular about the dogs I enjoy. I am a general dog enthusiast, but also kind of a judge because just like humans, there is a bell curve of intelligence of handlers and dog. So we're dogs. thankful for smart handlers and smart dogs. Yeah, and I just love puppies. Puppy breath is the best. Ew. Remember puppy <laughs> breath? Oh my god, it's a special perfume, and it only exists for a small amount of time. And when their legs are disproportional to their body, Too people long. ask us all the time how our store ended up being called Dogyard Bugs, and I always have to say, like, Ellen let it happen like she let it happen not just like fine whatever you can talk about dogs but she like got a dog because she does not do things inauthentically and, and now, now she, she has two. two i have two dogs Wait. and i will say i really love both of my dogs did and you have other name options before um these so, are like secrets because i don't want someone we, to say they like it better a, we can talk I, about it on another episode i will say want. that we did not have like no um dog eared books was always on the table. Mm-hmm. Dogger Books was always on the table. And we didn't actually come up with what it would be. But the only other thing we were really playing around with is we live in Story County. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. so we were thinking mm-hmm. about doing some sort of play on Story County. Yeah. But we did not land on what that would be. And it would have been, that would have been special and it would have honored our locale, but it wasn't personal to us as much. Because yeah. Ellen me, dog ears her pages. I dog my, I dog ear my and pages. Has. Like I always have, I don't, I, I reject the idea that that is wrong to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, do it all the time. Chuckle sometimes because people will come in assuming we're a bookstore, like a used bookstore. Well, that store actually only was, because of that. Yeah, and I'm like, no, they just love books, and it happens to be a readerish kind of book combiny thing. Well, yeah, I think the love of dogs, Amanda's, you know, passion for dogs plus the dog earring of pages, was, which exhibits love for the book, and that's how we it's coined. That's how we coined our little slogan: "Books are meant to be loved." Yeah, you dog ear the pages, so shut up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. On that note. Let's not tell our customers we're so thankful for to shut up. Uh, we're really grateful for you. We're but so shut the fuck up. up. Thank you for understanding our vision. Um, so that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot of gratitude. Um, um, I have one more. Th- oh, one more. Thing. Okay, tell me. I am very grateful for the teachers and mm, librarians. Amen. Snaps. Who are fighting the really good, really difficult fight right now. They've always fought it, but they are really fighting it right now. It's easy to be and, cowed by this yeah, war it, in our country. The, the banned books thing, but also just the state of public education yeah. in general, especially in Iowa. And just know that like, we see you, you the work you do for our kids. The I, I've been exchanging emails with teachers about one of my children in the in the last week, Rachel knows what it's about. But what really moved me about it is that they were noticing, like they were, it showed me that they were paying attention. Mm-hmm. And like, how nice it, is it that I get to leave my children, who I love more than anything in the world, mm-hmm. with people who give a shit? Yeah. 
And what they do is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful for the work they do. And I'm grateful, you know, they're on the front lines of this book banning shit. They don't deserve to be there, but that's where they are. But we're grateful for them. A hundred percent. So. I'm really grateful I don't have to homeschool my kids. Fuck. Oh, my God. It would be the worst. Oh. I would be the worst homeschool teacher. And I'm trained to be a teacher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shut a, up. You're a really good teacher. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. I I think I could do I can do it, but not my own children. No. I think it was a loss for the schools, but a gain for me personally. Yeah. Oh, Rachel. Gratitude. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay. Oh. I am grateful for what's popping on the shelves this week. So much. Ooh, so let's get excited, excited for too. Nita Prose having a new novel out. She is known for The Maid, an uber popular um, mystery. So this is a follow up, but I don't think you have to have read The Maid to read it. Um, but maybe you should to get a background on the character, but it is a separate like mystery. Like they can be standalones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's it's, cl- it's like a universe kind yeah. of one of those. Mm-hmm. So the mystery guest by Nita Prose. So the main character of the maid is Molly Gray. She's neurodivergent, and she's in the maid. She's a maid at this very like luxury hotel, and she is very serious about her job and doing a good job. She's also recovering from the loss of her grandmother, who to you know whom she was very very close with. And in this book, she is now promoted to head maid. Hmm. And this mystery writer, this world-famous mystery writer, J.D. Grimthorpe, (laughs) dies, drops dead in the hotel tea room. Wow. And Molly is especially equipped to figure out what happened because when she was a child, she and her grandmother were maids on his estate. What? Connections. Connections. That sounds really great. All right, Rachel, you need to tell us about the next one because it's a retelling of The Nutcracker by yes. Erica Johansson. And I you was, love retellings and Nutcrackers. Go. I do. And I'm really excited about it because I danced in The Nutcracker for five or six years here in I Ames. danced in The Nutcracker too. What were you? I was Mother Ginger Little Kid, Big Kid. I was a mouse a few years. I was a party guest. Um, I stopped because I broke both my ankles so I couldn't continue in point. So when you get to a certain age, most of the roles are all in point. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that ankle strength there and I wasn't still training in points. So I stopped in like middle school, but it was a lot of fun. And you do you remember the wall that the mice and angel costumes were behind? Yeah. Well, those little angel bitches knocked it on top of me and it was like a 80 pound wall. On... That's how you broke your ankles? No. Oh, okay. that, just, that <laughs> also hurt. What role yeah. were you? I was a big mother ginger and could do <gasps> cartwheels all the way across the yeah. Wait, stage. Which costume did you have? The pink or the green? Pink. Yeah. So you had the pants? Yeah. So did I? I oh had pants. God. And I was a mouse skin burn from the pancake makeup that they put on your face. What? Like gray. Yeah. It was so bad. We had to buy our own makeup. So oh, that didn't happen. Really to me. fun. I was the mouse that got a chase after the cannonball. Oh, I was so Sugar Pump Fairy. <laughs> You were? No, she wasn't. She's you. such a liar. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, real quick. You know, who the, you know who the mother ginger was? Who? Ken Talbert, a local. Look at me. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was a doctor, an eye doctor. Okay. He was so nice, but it was really funny because you would like have to like crawl out underneath the giant's throat. Sorry. Okay. Anyways. Tell us about the book, Rachel. Um. So yeah, I'm picking it up soon because I'm really excited. It is more of like a dark version of the Nutcracker. Nutcracker in general is kind of dark to be quite honest, but it's about two sisters. What's it called? Kingdom of Sweets. Sweets. Yes, the book has a title, and it's by an author, Erica Johnson. Johansson. Johansson. I can't read, apparently. Um, So, to me, this is also one that doesn't have to be read in a specific time of year, but it is, like, Christmassy themed, whatever. But these two sisters, they haven't always had the same relationship with their godfather as other people may have. And, you know, that's like the classic beginning because he gives her the nutcracker. But in this one, Clara is obviously the favorite and Natasha isn't like as close with him and maybe more ignored and kind of feels alone. 
Um, and so on a Christmas Eve, he arrives, it comes, and he has the nutcracker. And of course, he offers it to Clara, and it gives you into the entry of the Kingdom of Sweets. So Natasha does continue, like, follow her in with it. And there is the Sugar Plum Fairy. And she, it's kind of almost like a, a Narnia vibe. Mm-hmm. Because it's a Faustian yeah. bargain, is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, because the Sugar Plum Fairy is like, I will give you things, and I know you want them, and I know I can see it. But of course, like with any magic, there's always a price to pay. So it's a little dark and you've got that sisterly drama and I'm really excited for it. I love it. Love it. How about this next one? How to love, how to be the love you seek. What do you know about that? So in this book, uh, it's, this is nonfiction. Mm -hmm. It's written by a psychologist, Dr. Nicole LaPera, and it examines the need for human connection mm-hmm. and how relationships, mm-hmm. which are so necessary to our happiness and survival, join a book club, are often our greatest source of pain. And she teaches us how to tap into the unmet needs that we had in early relationships and how those form dysfunctional patterns in Good current relationships. Good luck. Read the book. <laughs> so this is a book about breaking cycles and connecting with our own hearts in order to have the kind of relationships we desire. In kids, we have the newest installment, the fifth in the Cat Cake Comic Club series, it's called Influencers. This is important for kids to become aware of. <laughs> it celebrates uh, storytelling and getting your comic published. Will you become an influencer or will you not? Like, we just need to get like, over Like, the Cat Kid Comic Club is getting published and it's like, you know, will they be undone by the fame? Probably. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe. Um, well, all the kids want to be YouTube influencers. Yeah. Hey, oh, guys. Like, listen, like, follow. Subscribe. Like, and subscribe. Like, I never want to say comments. hi, guys. Get some ever. merch. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. I hope this wrong. email finds you well. But when <laughs> you see you. Bye. Per my last email. But if you come. on a Lego. If you come into the bookstore and you're like, hey, guys. That's fine. But hey guys, follow me. So, I have something important to say. Amanda, it's like makeup. almost a valley girl Amanda hates this. when you start emails with I hope you find you I hope this finds you well. So now I start all my emails to her with I hope this finds you well. <laughs> I need you guys to my and now I should start every time I see her, I should I be like this Hey guys. <laughs> so I forbid the world to use I hope you this email finds you well. You guys, it is a cliche. You guys, poetry cliche. has been guys, written about it. It's a cliche. Oh my Don't, God. I always find it funny that we live in a region in which we have a valley that subscribe, like it, it's in line with the valley girl perception. Do you find that funny? Wait, like here in Iowa? Uh, Valley High School. Yeah, I know. There's a classic Valley Girl accent there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's no, interesting. There is, we used to make fun of it. Like, we, we also have Sweet Valley High graphic novels. <laughs> but the valley is like the valley. In it's California. the valley. There's also neighborhoods that call themselves the valley, but they're on a hill. And that's stupid. <laughs> that is whack. <laughs> whack a doodle. The last on the list of books we want to talk to you about is Betting on You by Lynn Painter. The reason this is exciting is because Lynn Painter, Painter writes romances that we have in our adult romance section, but very successful young adult books. My daughter loves them. They're some of her favorites. So in this one, Bailey is our hero and she is spending the summer working at a water park. She's annoyed to learn that one of her coworkers is none other than the dude named Charlie who she met on a flight a year prior. So enemies to lovers, it feels like. He was like really annoying on their flight. Like he would not stop talking and she would like shut up. He probably just I, liked I her. Really yeah but over the summer <laughs> they they strike up a, a friendship and she starts to enjoy him enemies to lovers and their friendship revolves around a couple of their co-workers who are kind of in a will they won't they flirtation hmm. situation so this is the but perfect the romance real will they won't they is them is bailey and this charlie is YA, though it's why so, so there's, there's probably no boning there's kissing to me this sounds a there's little kiss- too adult there's so kissing there with, be there's kissing with tongue yeah, we hope. Okay, okay, cat. <laughs> you guys, if you don't it, get that reference, you don't watch Bachelor in Paradise. It is the Wild West of romance when it comes to book banning. So we're making no promises either way. Kids, read it. Come on, decide for yourself. Honestly, Figure out what the tongue is all about. They're well aware. 
All right, what's popping in the store this week is tonight we are hosting our favorite, lovely author, Raleigh Link. He's the best. 7 p.m., come meet him, have his new book signed. Tell us about it, Ellen. So Raleigh is a retired Ames uh, police officer. He also is a tap dancer and ukulele player. What? And he is a longtime friend of the store. He is a man. What is that? Uh, it's a jack of all trades. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, Renaissance man. Renaissance man. He's a man. renaissance man. And um, he has a series called the G&B Detective Agency about a couple of retired cops who start this detective agency. So he's written, um, I think, six or seven books in that series, and they sell really well for us. And he's got a standalone coming out called The Hearse. And it's all I know is that it involves a stolen hearse and a spaghetti works. Oh, my God. No. So I was reading the back of it, and it actually sounds super good because it's at an old market in Omaha spaghetti works. And I'm, like, desperate to go there because our spaghetti works here in Des Moines closed, and I miss my spags, let yes. me tell you. Yes. And and Raleigh is just, like, the sweetest man. Um, and, yeah, like I said, longtime friend of the store. So come out, meet Raleigh, buy the hearse, buy some of his other books, get them signed. It's going to be a lovely evening. And I will be introducing Raleigh. Thank Yay. you, Raleigh. On Wednesday at 10 a.m., Lovey and I will be reading three favorite stories. And then on Saturday, December 2nd at 4 p.m., Good Books, Yum Troublemakers, we'll be discussing We Still Belong by Christine Day. And this is exciting because this was also a ferocious reader's selection. It was the best book published in, I think, July. Um, it was our, our, one of our favorites of our readers there. So a uh, great opportunity to both enjoy a great book and learn from it. Keep the champagne flowing and the books, books going. going. And thank you, Rachel, for joining us. You're welcome. Boom diggity. Did it! Did it! Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow, because you want to find out what's happening in dog-eared books every single week. Yeah, and if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at at dog-eared books Ames or at dog-eared books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great. It's so great. <laughs>